1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, it is dinner time. I'm always thinking about smoking Dave's barbecue and brew. Their meats are just smoked to perfection, whether it is their brisket, their pork, their ribs, their chicken, their corned beef, their meatloaf, yeah, they smoke pretty much everything. They have non-great barbecue options, I love their chicken marsala, as good as any five-star restaurant in town. Sides, outstanding, Their, their baked beans are made with brisket and with pork, their mac and cheese, my daughter loves their mac and cheese. When a teenager loves mac and cheese out of a box, that is a compliment. No doubt, and that's her favorite mac and cheese in town, and their desserts are fantastic. By the way, you can cater there for your Christmas party if you want to as well. I've done it, and they do an amazing job. smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, they have two great locations in the Denver metro area. One is in Centennial off of Arapahoe Road, and the other one is in North Denver.
0: Time now for The Lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park.
1: All right, many football observers, including me. When I used to do the show with Mike Pritchard, I used to needle him all the time because he was a terrific wide receiver in the NFL and I always used to say to him, you know it's the quarterback that makes the wide receiver, not the other way around, right? Clearly, I knew Mm -hmm. my audience. Clearly, I knew I'd get under his skin, right? But with that, I think most people would agree the quarterback makes the wide receiver, not the other way around. Has this season's Broncos passing game just emphatically proven that point?
2: Yes. And it's a reminder that, even though you can be a great wide receiver and you can have, and it's possible to have a good season with a quarterback who is subpar. And we've seen it time and again, uh, Demarius Thomas the late Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, both had thousand yard seasons with Trevor Simeon pulling the trigger back in, uh, 2016. But, when you have a quarterback whose strengths do not involve throwing down the field. Or leading the wide yeah, receiver right.
1: for yards after the catch. Yeah, and something yes. that we
2: talked about earlier this week. And you're ba- you're ba- unless you're talking about a receiver who's on the order of Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, an all-timer, there's only going to be so much that the receiver can do. Yeah, you- receiver is ultimately a dependent position.
1: I mean, you can make the case there have been some great wide receivers who haven't had great quarterback play
2: again the late demarius thomas had did very well for a burst of of several games with tim tebow throwing passes
1: and charles john had charles johnson uh calvin johnson did not have matt stafford his right. entire
2: career he had some big plays with dante culpepper john kit
1: right and you look at oh gosh who am I thinking of? AJ Green didn't always have great quarterbacks who threw him the ball with
2: the Cincinnati Bengals. We had Andy Dalton for most of the time, and, and Andy but not Dal- but
1: not all the time,
2: not all the time, not all the time. He, he time. had Andy Dalton for pretty much his first seven years though, and Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton was a mid tier quarterback, but Andy Dalton like he's a different kind of mid tier quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. Andy Dalton was a mid-tier quarterback who could put, who could stretch the field vertically. I mean, they called him the Red Rifle. But we he's had,
1: a marginal quarterback. Mid-tier. but Mid-tier
2: at best. Yeah. At, when, he, when he was playing well, when he was a legit starter, he was mid-tier to upper mid-tier. Now he's marginal. Back then, he was better.
1: I'm not so sure when I look at Bridgewater, who doesn't want to take—it's not that he doesn't want to take a lot of risks downfield— He'll take risks downfield when a guy is open. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is the misconception about Teddy Bridgewater, that he doesn't want to throw the ball deep. I don't believe that's the case. I believe he does want to throw the ball deep when a guy is clearly open. But when it's a contested ball, potentially, and a guy only has a step or two, I'm not so sure he wouldn't rather take the check down. Whereas Mm -hmm. the really good quarterbacks have enough confidence in their ability that they will either, A, make that play, or B, and I'm not trying to slight Teddy on how he feels about Sutton or Patrick, but great quarterbacks also have confidence in their wide receivers that they can make that play. They can make those 50-50 catches. I'm not so sure that if it's a 50-50 catch, I'm not so sure that steady Teddy Looks at 50 50 as a good risk.
2: Well, you remember last week, I actually asked Pat Shermer about, you know, hey, when you go over film with your quarterbacks, do you, if there's a check down completion, but there's another guy open downfield, do you kind of make that point and say, hey, you had this possibility downfield? And he was kind of, you know, he, he was kind of hesitant to really kind of answer that clearly. But time and again, we see that, Ted, that Bridgewater, he's passing up a decent shot downfield for the sure thing underneath. Right. We talked about it even in the Chiefs game. He literally looks off the safety to check down. Usually you look off the safety to push it downfield or at least intermediate range to generate some separation, right? For your receiver, didn't happen there. I even look at a guy like Jerry Rice, though.
1: You put Jerry Rice downfield and he doesn't have great separation, I still don't think Teddy's throwing him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think a guy like a Wes Welker would do well with a Teddy Bridgewater because he's constantly over the middle. Underneath? Yep. Within seven yards of the line of scrimmage? Yep. But then again, Jerry Judy does that all the time. The problem is he doesn't give Judy a catchable ball where he gets him in stride enough.
2: Yeah. And gives a chance to to, miss, to make one man miss. I mean, you, say, you mentioned Wes Welker. Okay, let's talk about another good slot receiver right now, Hunter Renfro, with the Raiders. The Raiders' offense has some issues. Hunter Renfro is not one of them. And Derek Carr, when he gets Hunter Renfro the ball, you see him lead him a little bit. Right. Gives Hunter Renfro a chance to make one guy miss. And, look, checkdowns are fine if the pass-catching target has a chance to make somebody miss and accumulate yardage after the catch. A, a five-yard checkdown on third and nine. If the receiver can go get five more yards after the catch, great. You move the chains. Everybody's happy. You know what? This, it, that. You know what? Tom Brady does a lot of that, right? No question. But here's the thing: when you're not placing the ball properly, then you're not giving that target a chance to make plays after well, the I'll catch. give you
1: a guy who really didn't like to throw the ball down the field that much either, Kyle Orton. So what did what did defenses do? The safeties kept mm-hmm. creeping up closer and closer to the line and of scrimmage. It made it hard to run, too. Yeah, but isn't that interesting? It's kind of the same thing with Bridgewater, yet the Broncos are running
2: the ball so effectively. How do we explain that? One of the signs of a truly reliable running game is that even when an opponent stacks the box, they're able to make plays. Now, the other thing that's happening is what's taken to the next level. It's a lot of outside, outside zone stuff that's working brilliantly. You, you've given a young offensive line a lot of confidence by running the ball and getting them and getting them moving forward rather than retreating and pass pro. Right. It and and attacking rather than retreating certainly suits a couple of guys in particular and that is Garrett Bowles and Quinn Miners who love being on, being on the attack, love run blocking, love getting out, love pulling out in space and, and helping extend, extend plays and create holes.
1: All right, coming up after the break, every uh, Wednesday on the show, Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ, joins us on the show. He's going to join us next, and we are going to ask him, outside of Teddy Bridgewater, give us one guy on each side of the ball that has to be great on Sunday for the Broncos to win. What's his answer gonna be? I have no idea. I haven't talked to him about it. But he's gonna tell us about it next.
0: Getting lit. She's heading out to bingo. Yeah my buddy
3: Well you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm
0: the man Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. Milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years. So whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, and I do my auto insurance and my home insurance with him, he is absolutely the best. I love that he returns calls quickly. He returns emails quickly, even does it on his days off. And his staff at Cook Insurance, over 70 years of experience, they know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. At Cook Insurance, it is more about people then policies give him a call today you will thank me for 303-790-8089 303-790-8089 time now for the buzz
0: the buzz is presented by eric cook at farmers insurance the cook insurance group focused on people not policies call today at 303-790-8089 that's 303-790-8089 all right let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend
1: todd davis his segment is brought to you by the davis fund doing great things in our community and of course todd a super bowl winner with the denver broncos how are you todd
3: Uh, Doing great. How
1: are you? Uh, We certainly want to get into the game against the Bengals, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Um, There has been a lot of talk, and I know players always say we don't listen to what goes on on the outside. We don't read the papers. We don't read the Internet. We're not on social media. We don't listen to sports talk radio. But a lot of that talk has been about Vic Fangio's job security and Pat Shermer's job security. With that... How hard is it to keep that
3: noise out of the locker room?
1: And in all fairness, is some of that outside noise in the locker room?
3: You know, to be honest, it's really not as hard as you think to keep the outside noise out of the locker room. Um, Week in and week out, Um, you only have a week to prepare for your next opponent. And as we know in the NFL, every team is good. It doesn't matter their record. Um, And when you're coming to the meat and potatoes of your season where – it's either win or go home, and you're going up against another opponent um, who could beat the determining factor whether you make the playoffs or not. That's all that they, these guys are focused on, and I know that that's all the team is worried about. Um, and it's hard enough trying to get a win in the NFL. You don't you're not worried about who your coaches might be next year when you still have uh, more things to do this year.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's really that's really interesting to note because if people are probably on the outside. I don't feel like they really kind of grasp just how much is on your plate as players from week to week and how when you get into the game, it's so intense and there's so much going on that really having more than kind of a focus than more than a focus on that play in front of you can be kind of dangerous, quite frankly.
3: Absolutely. Um, You know, the work week um, is really pretty much just like any other, I mean, we have nine- or ten-hour days every day. I think you get in the facility at 6 o'clock. You don't leave till about 5, 36 at night. Um, that doesn't include going home and studying film um, and then getting that one-hour, half-hour with your kids and your family. You're doing that uh, Tuesday through Friday. You travel on Saturday. Um, you have to wake up early to play on Sunday. Um, there's really not a whole bunch of time for social media and um, hearing about what different reporters or Uh, what the speculation is this week Um, you know you had a lot to focus on and on top of that your coaches are adding new plays taking plays out changing uh, verbiage so there's definitely a lot on your plate uh, when you get into that game on sunday
1: are you even suggesting todd that when you play you didn't even care what andrew and i had to say
3: no, not at all. I think I—that's the only thing I made time for. I think I studied, listened to your show, and right. I think that was my whole. Right,
1: that was the right answer. I emailed you. The answer to that question, you read it verbatim. I'm sorry for the punctuation, but I appreciate you appeasing me and humoring me with that answer. Uh, There's only one guy from the Super Bowl team still on the roster, and that is Brandon McManus. There are very few guys on that roster who knows what it's like to truly play in a big game. Justin Simmons... One of the leaders on the team arrived right after you guys won the Super Bowl. Vic Fangio has made a habit of allowing different guys every week to stand up in front of the team. If the Broncos win this game, and it is huge in order to make the playoffs. They go to eight and six. If Vic called you up and said, Todd, I would like you to stand up in front of the team on Saturday night as a Super Bowl winner. And as a guy who's played in big games, what would you tell the team?
3: I would just tell the team to play your game. Um, don't make it anything more than another football game. Um, people are going to want to make it um, a big deal or uh, somewhere you haven't been before. We have a potential to make the playoffs, with which not many of the players on the team have. Um, but it's all football. I mean, a lot of these guys have played in big-time games, whether it's national championship games or uh, college playoffs or high school championship games. You know what it's like to be in the big moment. And, um, you know, I always tell guys, um, this is where you make your money. This is where uh, you become a household name is in the big games. This is what everybody wants to see. So if you're a big-time player, if you consider yourself to be um, a dominant player and deserve that next contract or uh, for the whole world to know your name, this is where you do it.
2: Of course, it's a big-time game coming up this Sunday for the Broncos against uh, Cincinnati. And one of the things that's allowed the Bengals to succeed is their work on the ground, Joe Mixon in particular. Now, last Sunday against Detroit in the brief burst in the second quarter where the Lions got going, seemed like a lot of their work was was happening on the ground. Some big runs up the middle, kind of gashing the Broncos a little bit. And uh, Vic Fangio mentioned a couple of days ago that hey, uh, the, the team probably needs to shore up the run defense. So when you watch the Broncos against the run, especially in games like the Lions game, the Eagles game last month, what are you seeing that they need to kind of tighten up a little bit?
3: You know, I think they're doing a good job of um, trying to put themselves in the best place um, to make the right plays. I really feel like with the Broncos, it's just missed tackles more so than anything uh, when they do allow a big, a big run. Uh, most of the time they're in the right spots. A lot of teams like to run gap schemes or – uh or pull offensive linemen to try and create more space on the edge and I feel like the Broncos do a great job with it. Um they just have to be able to tackle in space well. Um, I think that if you look at the last game, um the big run that the Lions had, uh I think both Kenny and Justin had a shot at making the tackle. So, you know, they sure are, you know making some tackles for, you know, three or four or five yard gains. They'll be able to stop those
1: bigger runs. We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund, a real estate firm doing great for our community. Outside of Teddy Bridgewater, pick one guy on each side of the ball that has to have a big game that needs to let everybody know his name for the Broncos to win. Both sides of the ball, one guy.
3: i say on offense, uh, Jerry Judy, I think you know how dominant he can be. I think he's yet to prove it. Are yet to show it to the fans or have an opportunity to. Um, I think you know he gets some good balls that come his way. I think he'll be really dominant in the run at run after the catch um, and really can make you know I feel like his splash onto the scene for that Broncos offense. Um, and for the defense, I'd say Baron Browning. Um, we talk about the, we talked about the run game and how they need to show up um, you know tackling runners um, you know for three or four yard gains. He needs to come out and have a, a big night in the run game. Um, He's built to be a run stopper. You know, Um, he's played the pass pretty well, but he's in there to stop the run. So I'm looking forward to seeing him have a great game.
1: Pat Shermer's offense has had a 50-50 split of carries between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And as a tandem, I think they've been very, very good. As a defensive player, as a guy who specialized in tackling, if you were playing on the Bengals' defense, would you rather see a 50-50 split between Williams and Gordon, or would you rather see Gordon get the ball 60% of the time so you don't have to worry about tackling Williams as much? What would you rather see as a defensive player, knowing both types of running backs and their running style?
3: Um, Personally, I would like to see um, one get the ball more than the other and be the premier back because at some point that premier back gets tired, um and then, you know, as the game goes on I feel like he may become easier to tackle. Um, but that's the problem when you have a great tandem. Uh fifty fifty split means they're both fresh, they're both running hard. Um and just when you feel like you've stopped Melvin Gordon, here comes Javante Williams uh with a breath of fresh air ready to run you over. So uh that fifty fifty split is tough. Um I think it's just like um offensive linemen going up against two sets of great uh defensive linemen. You know, kinda like what the Bronco has now Broncos have now with Shelby B. Harris and um, Draymond Jones and Mike Purcell. They have two sets of guys that can come in there and rush the quarterback. I think that's why the defensive line has been so successful. Is just when you get a breath of fresh air, you feel like you're stopping the D line. Here comes the set, second set of guys who are just as good.
2: Yeah, you kind of mentioned that the second set of guys, a second running back. So, from your perspective, as a defensive player. What is tougher to deal with? That one kind of, as they say, the bell cow running back who's getting all, all the or almost all the reps through a game, or the two running backs where they're splitting carries, but maybe you get to the fourth quarter, the legs are fresher because they've been divvying up the reps?
3: Yeah, I think it's the split. Uh, you know, when they're splitting the reps between uh, two guys who um, are very dominant, um, and I think that is because, like you said, towards the end of the game, um, those guys are fresh. Um, I played against some great, great backs in my career. Um, and I think that not every run is a great run. There's times when uh, I'll play Ezekiel Elliott, and, you know, the third or fourth carry of a drive, he's more tired than he was the first carry. And so it's easier to take him down. Or I'll play Leonard Fournette, um, you know, the sixth. The sixth time he's got the ball, he's not as fresh. And then when he comes back on, he you know he can get a little bit more wind back. But when you have two guys that are just so interchangeable and do uh, really you know great job in their own right, having them both fresh um, that's tough as a defensive player.
1: When they're essentially equal, but when there's a big drop off between Derrick Henry and the guy behind him, that's different. I'm guessing when you have Alvin Kamara and there's a big drop off between uh, him and the guy behind him. There's a, and there's a big drop off. There is a difference though, because I'm guessing you look at Gordon, and and Javante Williams. While they're different types of runners, they're relatively equal, and that's what makes it so difficult on the defense. But all I'm hearing from you know Broncos country is we want more Javante Williams. I'm guessing you're advising against that right now.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, you know the split works out best for everyone. Um I know you guys Broncos Country wants to see more of Javante, but um I don't think necessarily more means better. Um, I think he had a great game when he was a sole sole starter and um, you know, was able to really show what he could do um uh, for a full game of getting the majority of the carries. Um but you also gotta remember the wear and tear on his body and how much um of the load he's taken. Um, I think right now being 12 games in, he's, it's really like he's played six games as a starter um, rather than 12. So he's a lot fresher than most of the starting backs in the league or the uh, you know sole running backs that are premier number ones. Um, having two guys that can go at it, um, it just keeps everybody fresher. And they're doing such a great job. I don't know why you want to change anything.
1: All right, so we talked a lot about it leading up to it. How did the Toys for Tots campaign go as uh, you and your wife – who started the Davis Pond Fund, were a part of it, and what do you have coming up next?
3: Yeah, the Toys for Tots event was great. Um, I was able to break, work with the distribution center for uh, Aurora and um, Toys for Tots and the Marines, um, and we had a great time. We were able to serve about 400 families, I believe, about 1,500 children, um, so it was great being able to, to hang out and interact with uh, some children and some fans and just get to talk and um, it's always great getting down to the community and um, getting to meet people and understand, um, you know, Denver as a city. And I'm um, just really trying to give back. So, you know, it's fun really, really fun for me to be out there, and I had a great time doing it.
1: Tell people about the Davis Fund if they don't know about it.
3: Oh, yes. The Davis Fund is a uh, LLC that my wife and I started together. We do nonprofit and for-profit um, homes. So we do flips. We do... Um, placement for uh, mothers in transition and, um, you know, soon our veterans, we want to help, and the homeless population, um, we want to help get them in the homes and really help people be secure um, so they can go out and really attack the world. Um, But first you need a a place to lay your head and a place to feel comfortable.
1: How do people learn more about the Davis Fund,
3: Todd? So so contact us at uh, davisinvesting at yahoo.com. Uh, Go to dtoddavis.com. That's where we'll have more events that we have coming up. We should have a Christmas event where we're uh, going to a local food kitchen and helping and serving and giving back. Um, So we're just trying to do as much as we can.
1: Very nice. Thanks, Todd, for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Todd.
3: Thank you, Jeff. All
1: right, coming up after the break, Steph Curry, now the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Now the question is, is he a top five player of all time? Is he a top 10 player of all time? And his career is far from over. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at MaceDenver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time
0: now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility. In the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. All right, Steph Curry set the
1: all-time three-point shooting record at the Garden last night. He has certainly changed the way the game is played, how it is influenced by shooting the three-pointer. He has worked on extending defenses, and we see guys do this all the time now. I'm not saying he was the absolute groundbreaking, trend-setting guy, but at the very least, he is the guy who has made his mark and his influence on the game is unquestioned on shooting the three-point shot well beyond the arc with that. One of the greatest barstool debates of all time is give me your top five players of all team and make them a team. So if you had to pick point guard or shooting guard, Is he one of those guys?
2: Well, the thing is, shooting guard, you're probably thinking Michael Jordan.
1: No, Michael Jordan could play the three. Kobe Bryant could play the two. Kobe Bryant could play the three. So
2: you can move around. You can move him around. But
1: you're not going to replace Steph Curry with Jordan or Kobe. So with that, it's really only point guard. Is he the point guard for your team?
2: I'm probably going Max
1: Johnson. As am I. So now let's move on. Because
2: he's a better distributor.
1: Let's move on. And he can guard all five positions. Now the question is is he one of the top 5 or top 10 players of all
2: time Top 10 As great as he is I mean you're thinking top 5 you're think and, and we're we're going regardless of position Jordan right? Kobe Magic Cream, Russell or Wilt Will yeah there you and, go yeah and That's your top 5 which one of Russell of and Will isn't in the top 5 is 6th That's right So so now,
1: now how about top 10 because let me throw some names at you and you tell me who would you rather have, right? Mm-hmm. Curry or LeBron? Curry or Kareem? Curry or, oh gee, I don't know, Larry Bird? Curry or Shaquille O'Neal? Curry or Tim Duncan? Or Akeem Olajuwon? Yeah.
2: Just to name a few. Does Curry crack that list? Again, I think he's like, if you're talking about top 10, I think he probably comes around 10th. Okay. And I am I would say he's behind Larry Bird. You can argue Larry Bird is actually the best Okay, position. so let's go through this.
1: Yeah. Let's just go through this just yeah. for fun, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through our top ten, and I'll say Curry or this guy you pick, mm-hmm. and we'll count. Okay. Jordan or Curry? Jordan. LeBron or Le- Curry? LeBron. Curry or Kareem? Kareem. Curry or Magic? Magic. Curry or Bill Russell? Russell. We've got six already. We got because we got Wilt sixth, right? Wilt is six, okay. Yeah. Bird, Bird is seven for you, okay. Kobe, Kobe, or, okay. Now we're at eight or nine. And by the way, you could pick from okay Shaquille or Neil, one of the most unstoppable players in NBA history.
2: I mean, it very much is an apples oranges argument because both of them they're unstoppable in different ways. Nope. Shaq was unstoppable just at, with his power moves near the basket. Curry is un, is unstoppable because of of that shot, okay? Because of the jump shot,
1: and then you and, and why why wouldn't we throw in Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, we didn't even mention him, right? Uh, Tim well, Duncan, you mentioned Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you why Curry should either take the place of Duncan, Shaq, yeah, or or Kevin Durant, okay. Because you have to have the best shooter of all time in your top 10, period. You do. do. And you just do. You just do. I'm sorry. Because the thing is, when you look at the NBA, what do most of these guys have in common? Not all. Most. Big men. And those guys were unstoppable, but I think you just said it best. Curry is unstoppable in a very different way. He doesn't doesn't barrel over guys like Shaquille O'Neal did. Okay? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Curry is not. But here's the thing. Curry's not a great defensive player. Now, if we're talking about greatest all around players of all time, Steph Curry is not in my, on my top 10.
2: But if you're making a, t- a 10 man roster, 10 greatest players of need, all time, you need to have him there. You do
1: all-around players. Duncan better all-around. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal better all-around.
2: Larry Bird throws. better all-around. What's that? And on free throws, that was kind of a joke, right? But uh, but Akeem Olajuwon better all-around. Well, the other thing is also if we. I mean, we don't want to get too you know hung up on recency bias, but we're going to be having a conversation about top ten involving Jokic, perhaps in, in Denver
1: the- only. If Sadly. He, if
2: he keeps putting together seasons like the five, last true, five more, we may have that conversation. We're going to probably. In Denver, We're probably. going to have that conversation involving Giannis.
1: Yep. Doncic,
4: potentially.
2: Yeah. Right. That's way off. But yeah, but with the case of Jokic and Giannis, they've both been MVPs. And, and with Giannis, he's probably a notch up in terms of getting to this top 10 discussion because he has the MVPs and he has. Carried a team on his back right to a
1: championship. Right. Danny, what do we have coming up on Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it?
4: There has been a lot of talk recently about the dysfunction in Jacksonville. A former player of Urban Myers has uh, outlined a bit of a uh, disturbing interaction between him and the head coach that uh, could be another nail in the coffin of Urban Meyer. So we will talk about that and also Nuggets T-Wolves tonight at Ball Arena. All that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at sthmazda.com. live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew like a-
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watches milehighsports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at Mace Denver at eric goodman if you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about Mighty Plumbing Heating and Air for a long time. Why? Because I've worked with them. They did an amazing job putting in a new HVAC unit. I got a great price on it. Showed up on time. Techs were absolutely fantastic to work with. I refer them to friends. A buddy of mine worked with them. He got a new furnace. He couldn't be any happier. He got a seven-day vacation voucher to one to one of like forty-five hundred incredible destinations. He can't wait to go, loves his furnace, loved everything about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. And with that, we want to bring in the guy who started Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, my man, Kevin. How are you, my friend?
5: Doing good, Eric. How about
1: yourself? All right, so we talked about furnaces. We talked about HVAC units, but what I didn't say was one of your guys came over to work on my plumbing, and he got that thing knocked out in a hurry. And with that, you have a free drain inspection going on right now. And what a value you have it going on at right now. And what can people expect to get a drain inspection?
5: Uh, So what we got going right now is that we go out and uh, run a camera down the drain. And we'll do a free visual inspection. So it's a $400 value that I'm giving away. Because right around the holidays, sometimes we'll get slow drains or stuff that's not... uh, Not working like it should be, and we want to be able to take care of those before it comes a nightmare or a big problem.
1: Okay, so what happens if you do that drain inspection and it looks just fine? Then what?
5: Then we're going to leave you a card, and we're going to smile and tell you, call us when you have an issue.
1: You know what? That is the answer I was hoping for, because you know what a lot of people would say? Well, we'll see if something's wrong. We might need to do some work. We need to make some money out of it. Good for you. That's why people need to work with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Because you know what? They're not going to sell you something that you don't need. Now, let's get back to how you can save people money by working with you and using Rudd products, which are the best in the business, if they need a heating or air replacement offer. How much money can they save? And what other goodies are they going to get as well besides a seven-day vacation voucher?
5: We still have our uh, $5,800 off the system, which is instant rebates between Rude and uh, Excel Energy. And then we've got some instant rebates. And uh, for all of your uh, clients, we are doing our vacation vouchers, which is a seven-day voucher for either a condo or a cruise. Uh, the only thing you got to pay is the taxes. All
1: right, so just to, just to double-check here. So when somebody gets a new furnace or a new HVAC, they get a 10-year tenure- Parts and labor warranty, correct? Correct. Whole home air duct cleaning, is that correct? Correct. Whole home humidifier?
5: That's there too.
1: Uh, what about a five-year complete maintenance?
5: That's included, and you even get a smart uh, thermostat.
1: Do they get your firstborn male child as well? Because what else are you possibly giving away?
5: Well, they actually technically do because he's in charge of the duck cleaning division, so he'll be the one cleaning the (laughs) (laughs) duck.
1: Kevin, how do people get a hold of you, my man?
5: Easiest way is the website, mightyph.com.
1: Okay, I ask you this all the time, and the number just keeps on growing. How many five-star Google reviews do you currently have right now?
5: Uh, A little over 650.
1: Unbelievable. You can't get three people in a room to agree on toppings on a pizza. And you have over 600 five-star Google reviews. I got to tell you. We can
5: get them to agree that we're a five-star company, so I'm doing pretty good, I guess. You are, and I'll
1: tell you something. I am one of your customers for plumbing and for HVAC, and you are five-star all the way. Kevin, you are awesome. Go to MightyPH.com if you need anything for your heating, plumbing, or air conditioning needs. Have a happy holiday, my friend. You too, Eric. Have a good one. Bye bye. See you, Kevin. Time now
0: for the final word. The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720 242 6404. Or go to MasterpieceRoofing.com today.
4: Just in case you missed it, the Minnesota Timberwolves in town to take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. 7 o'clock p.m. tip for Ball Arena. The Nuggets are two games ahead of Minnesota in the West right now. They are eight. Minnesota is nine. Quick predictions for tonight's matchup between Northwest Division foes.
2: I'm going to say that uh, Jokic has his typical uh, close to a triple-double night. Nuggets build up a, a nice advantage when he's on the court. They barf it up when he's not on the court. Pull out a win by anywhere from two to six points.
1: It has been a while since the Timberwolves have been competitive with the Nuggets. And I know it hasn't been that long ago, probably about four or five years ago. When they
2: played in the last day of the season for effectively a playoff game. That's right. Yeah. It
1: feels like decades ago, Yeah, doesn't it? And I cannot believe the Nuggets only have a two-game lead over them. It's stunning to me. I can and I know why. <laughs> I get it. But it just seems like such a long time ago that the Timberwolves were any good. That's all I mean.
4: Trevor Lawrence has said that the drama must stop for the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. And today, ex-Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau said that he had a uh, interaction with Urban Meyer that would probably make any employee feel uncomfortable. He was warming up, and Meyer came by and said, Hey, Dipstick, make your bleeping kicks, uh, and then kicked him in the leg while he was stretching. So, what does this kind of environment uh, do to the thing we've talked about in the past, which is Urban Meyer's future in the NFL? Look, you shouldn't
2: be able to get away with that if it happened, of course. I mean, right, you know, I'm sure uh, Urban Mar- Meyer may deny it, but. If it, that's how it went down, you shouldn't be able to get away with that at any level—peewee, junior high, high school, college, the NFL. But in the NFL, if you do that, then that's the sort of thing that will make you lose the locker room in the snap of a finger. And clearly, Urban Myers lost the, lost the locker room. You have Trevor Trevor Lawrence speaking out in favor, you know, in favor of play of you know having certain guys play more on the roster saying the drama has to stop. I mean ba- basically you have a rookie who is showing infinitely more leadership for his team than the coach does. Urban
1: Meyer doesn't understand this isn't college anymore. <laughs> In college you rule the roost. You hold great power over these college players. You just do you can say and do whatever you want. You're likely the highest guy guy, you're likely the highest paid person in the state and when you have had a lot of success no one is going to question you in the nfl the players own you they Mm -hmm. do because that's why the coach goes so quickly you're not you're not going to let go of all that salary it's the coach that goes in college the players don't the players go yeah the coach
2: doesn't go now the interesting thing with this josh lambeau stuff is if it's true does this allow Urban Meyer be fired with cause? Right. Where Sha- Or Shahid Khan wouldn't have to owe all the money on the contract. This is this is why this might get really interesting.
1: That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. or Excuse me, Masterpiece Roofing, just in case you missed it. See why they were voted Denver's best roofing company. Highly recommend Masterpiece Roofing. Go to MasterpieceRoofing.com. Alex, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll try and do better tomorrow. At least I will.